1: It is 10.25 and I'm pleased to say I'm uh, joined on the panel this morning by James Regan and Mark Hinton and uh, Mark Hinton welcome home, last time we spoke to you it was almost the middle of the night in South Africa on a couple of occasions well the All Blacks turned around and uh, put on a, a performance uh, that they really needed to do which uh, answered a few questions and in the end uh, we can s- start focusing Mark I guess on a test match rather than a coaching setup.
0: Absolutely Smithy, look I you know, I think regardless of where you sit on the uh, coaching debate, uh, it is time for us all to move on. Um, New Zealand rugby, <laughs> in their wisdom, has finally done just that, albeit in a protracted and rather painful manner. Um, um, Ian Foster, you know, has been green-lighted through to the end of his contract, which is the uh, World Cup next year. So, yeah, I, I really think we all need to move on. He's the man that's going to be coaching this team Um I think we need to put this whole thing to bed and we need to concentrate on you know on the team um what they're doing i guess and, and just wondering whether they can build on that extremely positive display at alice park look i you know i spoke to Artie severe after the game and i asked him if it was a turning point and he sort of looked me in the eyes and he said it's not a turning point mark it's a starting point and that 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 sort of attitude is really what we want to see. So hopefully now everything's been settled, the off-the-field stuff has, has been kind of um, uh, set in stone, shall we say. Um, this team can move forward and concentrate on, on getting better because they clearly need to.
1: James Regan is uh, with us this morning as well. James, good morning to you. Joe Smith comes into the mix a little bit more hands-on than perhaps uh, even he would have wanted uh about uh, two or three weeks ago. So uh, where do you see him fitting in? Uh, alongside or just under uh, Ian Foster?
2: Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning, Mark. Um, first of all, it's so exciting that uh, that some kind of change has come and that Joe Schmidt is being used, um, hopefully, in, in his fullest capacity. It's certainly, um, you know, he had his own personal circumstances and reason for maybe wanting to ease into things Um, this year, but the fact that they've now bit the bullet and and kind of made the change, or some kind of change that was clearly needed, some fresh ideas and a fresh approach and and some you know, another couple of people to challenge the players um, must be a massive relief for all, and and as Mark said, just to get some kind of certainty now through to the next World Cup is huge, but can't wait to see what Joe Schmidt does and how much of a role he does play, He, he has to play a big part, surely, as I say, they have to to use him to his full potential, given his experience and, and his obvious rugby brain, so maybe he uh, he got a bit of a taste of it with Blues and, and coming into the All Blacks environment and just couldn't turn it down. Um, but hopefully, yeah, they can they can use him to the best of his ability.
1: So, James, what are you expecting uh, when they name their side? Generally around about 5:30 uh, or five midday on a, a Thursday. Um, so, what what are you expecting from the All Blacks? Pretty much status quo from that winning combo.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd say so I'd say they want to stick with as much um, consistency as they can they, they are obviously battling a few injuries around the place as well so I'd say any kind of consistency they can get and especially this first test or this test at home and, and wanting to really hit the ground running with that and and I'd say they want to make a statement as well Argentina are certainly no pushovers we know that but this is a team that, that needs to have confidence coming back off the off the back of a huge win at Ellis Park and they will want to make a statement like the All Blacks can. You'd never, ever, ever doubt the All Blacks and, and the way they can respond. So I'd say from um, from a personnel point of view, it worked well at Ellis Park, so why not keep it the same?
1: Would it, would it worry you um, at all the fact that uh, it's not a sellout yet? And of course, they're pretty devoid of, of Test Rugby, to be fair, because of the stadium and the... The capacity, etc., but would it would it worry you if you're on the rugby union and it's not sold out?
2: I'd say it would certainly be a bit of a worry, but that would probably be the people of Christchurch voting with their feet that they're sick of um, watching rugby and in, in and in a pile of scaffolding. So it would be a big statement from them towards um, you know the Christchurch City Council. But for New Zealand rugby, it's, it's maybe beyond their control. They've, they've got to give Christchurch some love um, after everything they've been through, and this this test is a great way to do that. So it would be a bit of a concern. It would be a shame as well if this team wasn't welcomed back, considering what they did do at Ellis Park. If they weren't welcomed back by by a strong crowd, I'm sure they'll turn up at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, that would probably say more about the way Christchurch uh, is going at the moment rather than the All Blacks.
1: Okay, it's uh, 10.30 here on... S-E-N-Z, uh, we've got James Regan and Mark Hinton with us on the panel this morning. Uh, when we come back, uh, two or three more issues to talk about. In the meantime, we'll have a news break with Araha. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Talk, talk, James Regan with us this morning, as is uh, Mark Hinton, and uh, Mark, um, just talking to James before the break about the fact that uh, this Test match is not sold out. They take the Argentinian Test matches to smaller grounds in the, in the hope that they do, so Christchurch and then Hamilton, of course, uh, but you would expect them to sell out. I mean, it's the All Blacks after all, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Look, that's a surprise. Um, perhaps it's indicative of where the public sit with this team at the moment, but um you know, you would like to think the Andes will get behind us. But look, that that performance at Alice Park, it dripped with character. I mean, it wasn't a perfect display from the All by any means, but uh, geez, it, was, uh, it was a good win, and uh, and they showed a lot of heart and a lot of grit and all those sort of things fans want to see from their teams. So, you know, uh, p- perhaps um, there's some initial blackness, but you would like to think that those stands will be full come... Saturday night I know that ground is not the best to watch rugby in in wintry conditions and, and, and again perhaps that's um uh got something to do with that equation smithy but jeepers you know the all blacks um you know the public demanded they show something um the all blacks did show something at alice park um so so the public need to need need to keep their end of the bargain up look get him behind this team and it, it's an important game smithy you know i I just can't help but think that um that we need to see more from these all blacks and, and they need to start getting some momentum and, and, and these shifts that Foster's talking about that he's seeing on the training field. We need to see them even continue um on the playing field. So it it, it feels to me like a pivotal couple of weeks for this team and um the public deserve to um well the public should get behind it the, behind them as they make this statement they need to make.
1: Mark, talk about pivotal. It's a pivotal time for the Black Ferns as well, of course. And last weekend, um, uh, they've continued this unbeaten streak under uh, uh, Wayne Smith with a drubbing. And it was an absolute drubbing of the Wallaroos, who they play first up in the World Cup, as well as again this Saturday, I think, at uh, the Adelaide Oval. Um, uh, Are we now brimming with confidence or are we still waiting for England and France to work that out?
0: Still waiting, Smithy. Still waiting. Look, you can't read too much into um, uh, big wins over Australia in women's uh, rugby. They've happened in the past, and they will continue to happen. New Zealand's sort of operating on another level to the Australians in terms of the women's game at the moment. Um, look, it's encouraging, and you can only beat who's in front of you. Um, and it would appear that Wayne Smith um, has brought, you know, his the sort of the quality that we all know he possesses in terms of his ability to get the best out of players. So it's extremely positive that the spectre of England and France still hangs over this team and won't go away until they actually have to run out on the field and face them, which won't be to the business end of the World Cup, sadly. Um, It feels like they need a couple of hard games um, going into the global event, but they're not going to get them. Let's not forget, look, last year, last November as recently, those they lost they lost all those matches to England and France and they were decisive defeats. They caused a lot of um, fallout in the black fans. Mm. Until they go out and play those same foes and show that they've made all those major adjustments, that specter hangs over them.
1: Okay, let's uh, change the subject if we can, uh James Please and go to rugby league. Now uh, you know, I, I can tolerate a side that's outclassed uh, on a, a, a weekly basis because they just haven't got the players uh, or the skill factor to compete. Uh, I can I can almost handle that. But when you read uh, stories from two coaches now this season saying they're disappointed in their attitude, they don't appear to want to try, uh, I'm not sure I, I can tolerate that, to be fair, amongst a professional outlet. So um, can the Warriors' attitude be fixed? I mean, you know, one more game in this season, probably lose. Uh, they'll have a break, they'll get back to pre-season. But if the same attitude prevails with the new coaching setup, what what can we expect? I mean, how are they going to change the attitude and the desire to play the damn game?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and the fact that it's come up, as you say, throughout the season, um, and they have had some encouraging performances, but they've kind of reverted to type pretty quickly after those. Um, and it is, you know not my words nor your words, but the coach's words, through a lack of Mm. attitude and ethic, which is a massive concern. Um, And so the new coach will come in, and I I don't believe that any NRL player goes out there and and doesn't want to win or doesn't want to try, but it's clearly just not enough, is it, when you get spanked by 40 points more than once throughout a season. The attitude and the effort, if you're putting in, is clearly not enough. So Andrew Webster going in there next year, he's got to get control of this team and the club. There, there are clearly things going on behind the scenes and, and everything has been disrupted by COVID, but there are clearly things going on that aren't allowing this team to perform at its absolute best. And that that comes from the top and it stems down and it goes through the players and it goes through the coaching group. But you can't argue with the facts of where they are. They've probably gone backwards this season as well when there was really no excuse to go backwards at all. They should have progressed a lot more than they have, which is probably not a lot at all. When you look at the stats, you look at how they've played. They've been turned over God knows how many times um, this year. And for, for someone like Stacey Jones and the manner he has and the legend he is, for him to come out and say more than once that it's not good enough, if you can't get yourself up for him as a player, then you can't get yourself up for anyone. Um, and that's probably the biggest concern is that there's no there's no players coming in who are really going to grab this team by the scrap of the neck and take them with them. Andrew Webster's a rookie coach who, who you know, you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt and will probably do a decent job. But if you can't get yourself up for a game for Stacey Jones, then then you need to have a good look at yourself, to be honest.
1: Oh, I totally agree. Absolutely. I mean, it, to me, it's it's gutting, Mark. Uh, Anton. Now, this is a side that is, you know, uh, the, it's almost like, There are a bunch of little kids who are shitty that their toy's been taken off them or whatever. But what they should remember is this, is that every time they run out, they have a huge level of support at home. You know, um, they are an adored team, an adored club, loved by many people um, who are faithful to them. But they just don't seem to want to respect that.
0: No, it's disappointing, Smithy. And, you know, um, you can't help but think this club needs a reset and they will have one in the off season. Like, they've had uh, a couple of tough years on the road. That's one thing we can't underestimate, and and it's possibly um, played a part in this kind of mental, um, these mental shortcomings, basically, that the players have. Like, they're just not getting up for games now. They're done, their season's done. And they're mailing it in. And and there's nothing worse than sport. As you say, it's professional sport. It's they're getting it's a privileged position they hold. They're getting paid to do what they do. And as you say, they have a legion of fans that really um you know, that that, that really support them through through thin and thin, to be honest. You know, not a lot of things mm-hmm. of late has there been. So, um, um they they do need to measure up but they need a reset in the off season or give them that. The one thing I will say, Smithy, is um We can't underestimate how hard that's been, this continuous kind of road um, situation they've been embroiled in. I'm talking to the guys at the Breakers, who I'm closer to than the Warriors, and um, there there, there were serious um, mental issues with what they've gone through in the last two years. Some players needed counselling, some players needed help. um, Just getting, you know, just kind of coming out the other side of it. Um, It's been tough, look, but, uh, you know, sports full of excuses and. And winning outfits tend to put those excuses to the side, don't they? And 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 just um, find a way to plough through it. The Warriors have to do that. They have to put these last two years in, behind them. And I can, I I really can only see that happening is if, if they have this kind of a reset where, you know, everything's left behind and 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 it's kind of a start again type thing. They just can't come out and be the same old Warriors next year. Um, um, when things will be on a much more even playing field. So something has to change, and let's hope Andrew Webster k- uh, uh, can mastermind it.
1: <laughs> My God, let's hope so. Um, really do. And uh, Stacey Jones must uh, at some point be thinking, uh, Is it me? Uh, uh, is it me? Am I? Am I not? I'm not good enough? Or you know, I mean, that you look at yourself as a coach when people don't want to play for you, and you think, Good God. Um, fortunately, Gary Stead hasn't got that uh, issue, James, at the moment. Uh, last two. White Ball World Cups we've been in. We've been in the final. Um, we're tracking pretty well this time around. I, I quite liked, actually, um, the look of um, of the T20 side in particular uh, to be perfect. I quite like the balance there, James.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's looking pretty good, isn't it? And, you know, you, you have to preference it by saying
1: the T20 games,
2: particularly against maybe Scotland and Ireland, weren't the, the toughest preparation. But, as we say, you can only play what's in front of you. And... Um, what what gives encourage and encouragement, I guess, is probably the nucleus of the team that has been so successful over the past few years making those finals is are still there and are still performing at a really good level. So um, that that can only give you confidence. Gary said is clearly doing an amazing job with them and under, you know, it's been trying circumstances for them over the past couple of years as well, having to tour and, and try and get games through COVID. So... They're looking really good, and I, I don't think Black Caps fans should have any concerns that they're going to give it a, a really good go over the next two tournaments as well.
1: Yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing, um, Mark Hinton. I, I like Finn Allen, and I I really do like in T20 cricket, Devin Conway at the top of the order.
0: Yes, absolutely. Look, there's a nice balance to this group. I think I, I don't know if you agree, but I think they, they just may be a one-spin bowling option short. Yeah. Um, um, in terms of, you know, I know they've got a shoddy there, but they seem uh, unwilling to play him. Um, but otherwise, yeah, Finn Allen's been a great addition. I like what Daryl Mitchell's doing now. He's maturing, come, uh, you know, coming of age before our eyes, isn't he, as a really important middle order batsman and, you know, a guy that chips in, you know, in other areas as well. Um, a, lot of, a, lot, a lot to be positive about. Look, it's the West Indies, they're not the force they used to be, but to, to win a couple of series there, um, it's, it's a good confidence builder. look that uh, for now as you mentioned, Smithy has been a, re- a revelation. Devin Conway you, you know is only going to you know become more and more important I think as he kind of um, as, as he sort of figures things out at this higher level. Um, so yeah, a lot to be positive about. I, I just think maybe the bowling options are, are where um, we rely a lot still on um, Trent Bolt and um, Tim Southey, don't we? Um, wonderful performers still. <laughs> in the golden sort of period of their careers Um, um, but the bowling um, sort of balance and maybe just one more spin bowler one more sort of maybe Mm. all-rounder as well with jimmy nish in the answer still um, is there someone more qualified there so an all-rounder maybe a spin option uh, shorter being a very very good team that will continue to contend for titles
1: Yep, I think you're right. Uh, James Regan and uh, Mark Anton have been our panellists this morning. with thank you very much, gentlemen.
0: Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.